You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're halfway through the fourth chapter of Terumot, and we've been learning about numbers and quantities. This evening, we're going to learn about mixtures, mixtures of teruma with ordinary produce, and we're going to try to quantify those mixtures. So we can see, in a sense, why this part of the Mishnah, the mixtures, follows on the definition of numbers. Because we'll see that the significance of the mixture depends absolutely on what kind of numbers are attached to it. Let's jump straight into the text. Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Truma olab echad umer. Truma can go up in 101 parts. And you know, this this Mishnah is almost entirely incomprehensible. And I've translated it for you exactly as it appears in the Hebrew. Just to let you know it's incomprehensible in the it's just as incomprehensible in the Hebrew as it is in the English. Truma echad Truma goes up in 101 parts. And Rabbi Yoshua is gonna say, ve'od. Rabbi Yoshua says in anything over a hundred parts. The odds are and this this stuff over has got no definite measure. And the mission is talking about whether trimmer can be taken out if it falls accidentally into a mixture. So this is a, we all know the halachot of batel b'shishim, uh, something that is nullified in a, in a quantity of sixty. Let's say a little bit of milk falls into a meat stew. If the amount that's fallen in is less than the 60th, then you can still eat the meat stew. We're talking about whether you can nullify an amount of trimmer that falls into a pot of regular food. And when the Mishnah says, Ola, it means that if less than 1%, or if less than, well, Rabbi Eliezer, it means 101 parts. So you've got one part of trimmer that's fallen into a hundred parts of ordinary food. So you now have got a hundred and one parts in total. You've got one in a hundred and one, which is a bit less than one percent. And Rabbi Eliezer, when he says go up, he means that you you don't have to worry that that little bit of trimmer has invalidated the whole of the pot or the whole of the pile. You can take out that quantity, give it to give it to a kohen, and the food remains not holy. And that's really important. If the quantity was less than hundred, then that trimmer, by falling into the pot, would have rendered the whole of the pot trimmer. This is a much more serious issue than a little bit of meat falling into a milk soup or vice versa. If this trimmer falls into ordinary food and the proportion is less than, according to Rabbi Eliezer, 101, then the whole of that pot becomes muduma. We've learned this word before. Muduma is something which is dubiously trimmer. And we can't eat it. All we can do is give it to a Kohen. We have transformed our pot of food that we might have been able to eat for Shabbat into something we can only eat for a Kohen. And according to Rabbi Eliezer, the critical quantity is one in a hundred and one.
And Rabbi Elliot, Rabbi Yoshua is going to say, no, 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 it goes to, let's say, anything over one, anything less than 1%. In other words, one in anything over 100 parts. And there's no definite measure for the over. It could be, I don't know, 100.001 parts. And Rabbi Yossi ben Mushulam says, no, 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 no. This quantity that is over does have a measure. And it's got to be a cove. A cove is a sixth of a seah. So we're now, we're talk, if we're talking about a, um, a seah of truma falling into a hundred seah of ordinary food, Actually, you don't need a hundred seah of ordinary food, but a hundred point one six seven, just over a hundred, to allow you to pull that seah out, give it to a kohen, and not be faced with the fact that your hundred seah of food has all of chulen of non-consecrated food has all become truma. And why does Rabbi Yosef and Mushulam say this? Well, he says. Uh, he wants a sixth, he, he wants at least, the, the quantity he wants over a hundred is a sixth of the object that made the pile muduma in the first place. So, yeah, exactly. So his proportion will be 100, it, it will be, his proportion will be 100.16 parts. That's Rabbi Yosef and Mashulam. And the Mishnah continues in the same kind of vein. Rabbi Yoshua says, Black fears can bring up white ones. And again, this mission is completely incomprehensible. But I think now we've got the idea. This is something that you can... We're discussing the question as to whether a small amount of trimmer that falls into a large pot, whether this makes the whole pot trimmer, or whether we can just take out the quantity that fell in and give it to Kohen. And Rabbi Yoshu is dealing with a question as to whether it makes a difference when the items in the pile are no longer homogenous. So in the first Mishnah, we've just got truma in 101 parts of food. In the second Mishnah, we have black figs and white figs. What if a black fig falls into a pot that is mixture of black figs and white figs, or a white fig falls into a pot that is a mixture of black figs and white figs. And Rabbi Yoshua says these these can these can add together to make the necessary a hundred parts. And in the case of cakes of figs, maybe and we've talked before about the fact that pushing figs, dried figs into round cakes was an incredibly common way of storing and marketing figs in the time of the Mishnah. So here we might have a hundred cakes of figs, uh, 50 large ones, 50 small ones. We might have 50 large ones and 50 small ones. And Rabbi Yoshua will let them combine to make a hundred. And along the same lines, he's going to talk about we've got um, round cakes and I've translated these as brick-shaped cakes, brick-shaped cakes. 
Maybe they're square cakes or rectangular cakes. The point is they're not round. We got round cakes and we have cakes which are rectangular shape or brick shape or, or square shape. And Rabbi Yoshua is saying that the round cakes and the square cakes can combine to form the hundred parts. And Rabbi Eliezer, by the way, is going to prohibit. So you'll notice that Rabbi Eliezer uh, Rabbi Elias is going. Rabbi Elias is going to is going to prohibit. Rabbi Akiva says something slightly different. Rabbi Akiva falls between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Hoshua. He says, if the kind of felon is known, if we know that it's a black fig that fell in the pot, then the two kinds don't merge. If we know that it's a white fig that fell in the pot, the two kinds don't merge. And if the kind is not known, if we don't know what fell in, then he agrees with Rabbi Yoshua, the two can combine. And now he's going to explain how so. How so? Kate Sud, how does it work? So we got 50 black figs. We got 50 black figs, 50 white figs. And a black fig fell in. This is according to Rabbi Akiva now. He would say the black figs are forbidden, they're trimmer. The white figs are permitted. And if a white fig fell in, exactly the opposite. The white figs are forbidden, they're trimmer. And the black figs are permitted. But if we don't know which kind fell in, then each kind helps to bring up the other one. And in this case, Rabbi Eliezer is stringent and Rabbi Hoshua is lenient. Rabbi Eliezer is stringent. We've seen right the way through Rabbi Eliezer is stringent because Rabbi Eliezer says that we need 101 parts to one rather than 100 and just a bit over. And Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua is a little bit more, Rabbi Yoshua is a little bit more maker. Rabbi Yoshua just says 100 and, and a little bit extra. And tomorrow we will look at a different Mishnah in which the positions are reversed. Rabbi Eliezer is going to be um, lenient and Rabbi Yoshua is going to be strict. We will, in other words, we'll continue with these mixtures tomorrow, but that's enough from me tonight. And I will now, and we'll, anyway, so we'll look at all that tomorrow. Tomorrow is another very interesting case of mixtures, and that will allow us to finish off the fourth chapter. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.